Joining me this afternoon, I have Clem Chambers, who is the Chief Executive of the Private Investor Network, ADBFN. He's also the Chief Executive of Online Blockchain, an AIM-listed crypto company. Hi, Clem. Hi, Gary. How are you? I'm good. Hope you're keeping well in the lockdown. I'm I'm very pleasantly locked down. Thank you very much. I'm 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 very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time, and actually enjoying a rest for a change. Right, that's good. Um, so I wonder if I can catch up with you on Bitcoin, of course, and where we are in the market at the moment following the big sell-off, in tandem with the big sell-off in other asset classes. So what do you think the catalyst might be for us to get out of this hole? And is it beginning <laughs> already, perhaps, is, uh, is the price stabilised around well, 6 I mean, the, There's a very large hole, and it's not just Bitcoin that's in it. Uh, and in fact, really, Bitcoin's not really in it, because a year ago it was at this level anyway, which is more you can say um, than the, about the stock market. But yeah. there's many drivers of Bitcoin, because what people um, need to think about when they think about Bitcoin is it's a tiny market. It's 150 billion, which is like one uh, listed company on the NICE. So it's a very, very small um, asset. And people tend to think of it as something, you know, massive, like a proper currency, which may have, in fact, trillions of dollars worth of market cap. So it isn't. It's a very small thing. So the story as it develops in the markets has a big impact on it. So. Initially, that big impact was um, the Chinese uh, isolation uh, when the virus first hit, because a lot of people in Asia were thinking about legging it somewhere else, as you would. I mean, imagine that you're in China, you're a rich person, you've got a family, and all of a sudden a mystery virus takes over. You're thinking about you know, leaving the area and going to another country. To do that, you need funds that are very liquid that you can take with you have bank accounts all around the world but of course you can put your money into bitcoin and then get on an airplane and the same can't be said about pretty much any other asset and that's what drove the price well nobody would take anybody from asia so what's the point of having bitcoin because not only can't you leave you can't arrive so that really took that reason to have bitcoin away and then we had an issue of lots of people having to find money to make margin calls or make wage bills because um, the uh, virus had gone global. So in that instant, you're going to sell whatever you can. And there's not yeah. much, many things you can sell. But Bitcoin, of course, is quite easy to sell. So a lot of people became full sellers in Bitcoin because they had to make payroll. They had to um, you know, pay bills. They had to make margins on, on, their, on their investments. So that's what drove it down in a the, in the big crash, because there was a big call for cash and margin all around the world. And people were liquidating assets and positions and Bitcoin got liquidated in that. So now where are we? Well, now we're in a situation where the halvening of Bitcoin is coming up, which means that the actual production of new Bitcoin is going to halve. Uh, and therefore, if demand stays the same, you'd expect the price to rise. And we're also in a situation when looks like China is going to be getting at the second wave of virus. Uh, and, you know, according to all the experts, everyone's going to get a second wave at some point. I mean, it happens with flu. It's a classic epidemic thing. You get the first rush, it goes away, it comes back. Well, when it comes back to China again, you're going to have the same sort of impulse to Bitcoin of people thinking, oh, maybe I should have some money in Bitcoin because maybe I might need that kind of asset in the future. So that will give it a bit of lift. Um, 
but overall you've got the the markets in, in are very turbulent so that's that's bearish you've got a lot of fear that's bullish you've got half the halvening that's bullish on balance i think you can say it's slightly positive for bitcoin but after the halvening which is may so it's very close now there should be a trend that gets established a very you know gentle trend of upward price rises and after a few weeks month or two even you'll you should be able to see that trend if it's coming at all so if that trend's there then you can relax a little bit and think well you know the halvening is going to push up the price of bitcoin for the next three four years so that will be a very positive development so that's the thing to watch about on bitcoin is after we've had the halvening to see whether you've got a slow but noticeable uptrend in bitcoin because if that's there then that will push bitcoin to ten thousand Okay, do you see any impact of the halvening on miners in terms of their fees, what they are earning from the reward gets halved, obviously. Um, there's been some talk, but there are quite a few struggling out there. How true do you think that is? I'm very cynical about mining as a whole thing. I mean, I've done a fair amount of it over the last few years. And frankly, the people that make the machines make all the money. And yeah. if, they're, if they're mining out there, the people that are making the machines are making the bulk of the returns from the mining because they're only selling machines surplus to their requirements. And they're only selling machines basically at the value of the coins that you'd be able to mine from them and, and get your money back. So it, it's like, it, it's a bit of a mug's game for anybody that isn't the machine makers themselves or people that have got a reason to want to take a part of cash and make it disappear. Because if I bought, um, if I had access to electricity, all I need is, is a warehouse and access to electricity and I can take cash and I can make it disappear because the cash turns into Bitcoin. So my cash pile has turned into invisible Bitcoin. Now there's all sorts of people that might want to do that and none of them particularly um, aromatic, you know, so I think that um, the overall mining game is is a bit of a um, you could write a, a thriller book about it quite easily. And I don't think um, that that changes much because whoever makes the machines are already going to have more powerful machines and are probably already using them. It's the people that buy the machines off the people that make the machines that are the ones that come off badly in these situations. OK, so. Um, QE and uh, the prospect of recession, I say the prospect of recession, I guess we already are in a recession. Um, question is how deep um, and the response from the policymakers. So we have um, a slight difference to last time round and that it wasn't just about uh, reducing interest rates and um, turning on the printing presses. So we're now talking about helicopter money also. So does that help the secular trend let's say in favor of bitcoin as an inflation resistant asset i think in in the us what they're doing is very different from what they're doing in the uk in the uk there's a potential that um the um a lot of the efforts that are in the headlines are actually smoke and mirrors so it'll be interesting to see whether the banks really do lend money because they've been put in a bit of a spot by the government who are basically making them carry the can for quite a lot of these um, you know, uh, measures. And the banks won't do that. 
they just won't carry the can. So they will obfuscate it and, and drag it out and drag their heels and it probably won't happen. So I'm expecting a change um, from the UK government in how they're putting forward these rescue measures because saying there's money available and then giving it to people who won't hand it out is, is not the same as handing it out. And the Americans, yeah, the Americans are doing it a different way entirely. I mean, they will backstop small businesses and basically say you don't have to pay it back. You know, like a, a, a big chunk of this, you don't have to pay back. In the UK, it's the direct opposite. If you don't pay back all of it, not just the small jack, um, percentage that we get, didn't guarantee, we're expecting you to pay back the whole lot on your personal guarantee. So it's a completely different thing. I mean, if I had a restaurant that was just about making a living and then suddenly I'm going to go bust because I've got no business for 90 days, I'm not going to borrow money that they can come around and take my car and take the money out of my bank and, and take my furniture away. Oh, I can't lose my house, but I can lose everything else. When the government's just shut me down, it's now telling me it will lend me money that I personally guarantee. I mean, no way. No way, I can't, can I? I I'll have to let it go. Yeah. It's so like, Unemployment is still spiking. <laughs> unemployment is going to spike, come what may, and it's going to spike a long way. This is the way I look at it. If they unkettle everybody um, no later than the first week in May, it's going to be bad, but it's going to be okay. If they don't unkettle people to the end of May, early June, it's going to be an absolute disaster. If they drag it out to the end of July, forget it. It's, it's the end of the world. So, you know, it's really down to how they play this hand. They've decided they're going to take an acute problem of a couple of hundred thousand people dying, which is a lot of people. But, you know, nonetheless, it's about twice as much as normally dies in an average year. And they are putting the whole of the economy, the whole of the West is putting the whole of their economy and their economic future on the line for that move. And if they don't pull it off properly, if they get it wrong, they will absolutely devastate the, the, uh, the, the, this world, this Europe, this, this Britain, this, Amer this America. They'll absolutely wipe out the economy. Because, you know, when you, when, yeah, when you, that's not even the right word for it, right? It's like they're holding the economy's head underwater. Now, if someone holds your head underwater for 30 seconds, after 30 seconds, you'll come up and you'll go, oh, didn't enjoy that very much. If you hold it down for an app for a minute, you're nearly you're you're gasping for breath when you reappear at the surface. If you're held down for two minutes, you're dead. Right. And it's, yeah. it's not a linear thing. But it's I, like, you know, trouble, desperation, death. And end of May, trouble. End of end of June, desperation. End of July. That's it. Dead economy. Dead. Dead as a door now. As bad as it was in the worst time in the 1930s. So. That is so the key. Bullish, how, how long are they going to keep this here? Is that bullish for Bitcoin or does that, um, is that such an Armageddon scenario, but it's actually it's bad? It's an Armageddon it's scenario. Also. No, it's really an Armageddon scenario, right? Because if you destroy the economy, you're starting again. Yeah, because the whole infrastructure falls to pieces, right? I mean, you get down to there not being enough food because there's no companies able to carry it because no, there's no supply of fuel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It just comes unpicked, right? Now, I think, I've, I, I mean, I've, I've read up on, on what the thinking is, and I think they get that, and I hope they get that. But there's an element of panic in, in the response. 
um, you could say they've reacted very quickly because they had to. And, and, and maybe that's right. And maybe they've, they've got the balance sorted. But if there's a, oh, no, I think we need to be another two or three weeks. Oh, and it needs to be a month. Oh, maybe not now. Maybe at the end of this. You know, there, there will not be a recognisable economy if this lockdown goes to the end of the summer. You will not recognise the economy. We will go to the dark ages if they do that. And I, I think there's a, there's a small chance they, they might do that. And Bitcoin with it is uh, what you would... Everything. I mean, yeah. really everything, right? My, my personal hobby is treasure hunting. And I go into fields, and in some fields you will find pots of coins from the Roman Empire. Now, the reason that co those coins are there is that their economy ended. Those coins were worthless. They just left them, yeah, because it stopped. And do you know why it stopped? Because of disease. They had a plague, and it just destroyed their empire, yeah? They destroyed it because everybody died. I mean, literally everybody died. But if you make people stay inside and not do economic activity, it's going to have a very, very um, parallel effect. Because remember, in three years' time, if I need a um, kidney dialysis, I'm going to go to a hospital. I'm going to say, give me kidney dialysis. And they're going to say, no, we haven't got any kidney machines. I'm going to say, well, why is that? And they say, well, we haven't got. Yeah, but, but I've got a. I need an expensive drug for them. We, you can't have that drug. We can't afford it. Why is that? Well, because we don't have any tax money. Well, why can't you get the money from tax? Well, because, you know, the economy is broke. So that is the flip side of this. If they drag it out too long, it will go from a acute problem of health to a massive chronic problem of, e of economics. Yeah, because people have this feeling that, you know, people have got get up and go and they get up and go and they and they move and they fix things and they make do and they muddle through. But you can't do that if you keep them inside. Yeah, they have to be able to go out to muddle through. They have to be able to do things to muddle through. And I come back to the drowning thing. Yeah. Hold the economy's head underwater for too long. It's going to die. It's not going to be damaged. It's not going to be injured. It's not going to be resuscitatable. <laughs> Not in a, in a in a time frame that we that we would understand. So that for me is keen, and I think they we will see a move at the end of of this month to open things up again, out of necessity, because the revenue from the government for the government will just collapse. They they won't have any tax revenue. I mean, it will be halved. So all the all the government spending that's earmarked. The money won't be there. So the only way that they could fund that would be to print money. Well, you, it is impossible to just print money to do your economic and, and projects. As any country in South America will tell you, you have to have uh, people doing things, adding value, making product, doing trade, having activities. And, you know, if it, it would not be difficult. And it's not just the UK. It's the whole of Europe. Yeah. To break the spine of the economy by actually keeping people from doing anything for so long, the whole infrastructure, the whole web of, of the economy is basically broken because there's a chain of causality of debt and, and work and bits that lock together. That's a, a fabulously complicated, just-in-time um, machine. Well, it's, it's quite fragile, it turns out, and I don't believe it can take more than a few weeks of hiatus before that starts to die. And so we'll yeah. see if, if we're still sat and bottled up at the end of June and July, it's almost 
impossible at this point at least to know what you can do because it will just be a wipeout. Yeah, including Bitcoin as you're a total wipeout you need it's like the 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 whole infrastructure of money will be completely smashed to pieces now it might be great for bitcoin because if they then come out and print money like crazy and we get you know we, we you might as well have a kind of post-war inflationary dynamic because after all wars and people keep saying this is like we're at war which is utterly wrong because you know the first horseman is plague war is a different horseman entirely yeah you bomb everything flat and you start again from a, a a clean sheet so to speak yeah and everybody's rushing around um you know trying to survive well in a plague it's different you just die yeah or things stop but it's still there the infrastructure is still in place everything's the, the buildings aren't aren't knocked down that you can start and build new ones the factories aren't um, a, you can't start with new factories and build new factories that are state of the art. You've just basically ossified everything. So, you know, that is a very um, open question, because if they if the only way out traditionally at the end of this sort of situation is just to reset everything through hyperinflation, the necessity of hyperinflation is there because, you know, you can't back your money with with the other side of the equation which is tax generation yeah so you've just got the ability to 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 print money and basically reset all debt and that is is something that would probably happen in that situation um and then bitcoin would be very good or rather it wouldn't be very good because all you'd end up with is, with, is, is what you started with rather than have what you've got now robbed yeah and yeah. and you know, the the situation is is always that anybody with anything gets robbed. Yeah. Right now, if you're a shareholder of um, Barclays, you know, just a normal person, you've been saving all your life and you've got a few Barclays share, you're going to get a 5% dividend. Oh, you're not getting it anymore. FCA says the savers and owners of Barclays aren't get their um, dividend because the banks have got to withstand losses caused by the government lockdown or the banks have got to withstand losses from the money that they've been told to, to lend to businesses that need to borrow the money because of the lockdown. So and in all Canada, those... of England said they're not allowed to pay dividends, basically, didn't they? So HSBC, well, I'm thinking of yeah. going back to Hong Kong as HQ. <laughs> Although they'll have the but, Chinese Communist Party down there next. But, but if you think about it, who's lost out there? Who made that sacrifice? Yeah, the savers. Yeah, probably the same old people who are the ones that everyone's worried about getting the coronavirus and dying. They've now been robbed. Yeah, to pay the bill of somebody else. So that is the dynamic of what happens if things get very, very bad. I think you will see backpedaling um, on on the lockup and you'll see um, things opening up in early May and then everything will be gritty and we will get a recession. If it goes another four to six weeks, we will get a depression. If it goes another four to six weeks, you know, uh, it, it will be off the dial. Um, nobody, it, very few people will have been alive to experience the sort of thing that we'll get. Clem, thank you very much for your words of wisdom as per usual. Mm -hmm.